Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hello, everyone. Hello. Another episode of Hypecast! Hype! The show where Cast. we get hyped about stuff and additionally things. I'm your co host, Tom Ryman. I am your other host, David Bell. Uh, and we. Uh, who's Who do we. Hey! Hey! And a third person. Who do we got here? <laughs> it's, is this where I talk now? I always forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so good to be here. This is Alex Schmidt uh, being really glad Yay. to talk. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you. Oh no! Thanks for being you're on. You're the yeah. best. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, you guys, and uh, you, you guys have sounded good on all the shows and stuff. We, we we've obviously been chatting and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I'm glad everybody's okay. Feels good. Yeah. 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 Doing all right. Doing all right. We're all staying inside. We're all hanging in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. Got uh, when we record this, the game The Last of Us Two will be out tonight. Yeah, so that's all I'm doing with the rest of my evening. <laughs> as, yeah, as soon as I edit this, I uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, which is like a I don't know mid two thousands two seasons Terminator show, and I am loving it. Uh, Alex, what you been up to? Did do, do, do you got do you got anything any like indoor stuff that you've been up to? So I I feel like all week I've been telling people that Avatar: The Last Airbender is so good. Like I'm pretty mad nobody like dragged me in front of a television sooner to see it. It's it's amazing. Like it, it's a young adult story. It's definitely in that zone. It's also great for all ages and just awesome. Really good. I've heard nothing but good stuff about. You're talking about yeah the cartoon, not the M Night Shyamalan right, not film. Not the Shyamalan adaptation. <laughs> yeah. All I all I know about the movie is that like if because as soon as we finished the show, we went to the subreddit for 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 Atla fans, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and like sure. ev- half the memes were just how bad the the movie is and how frustrating <laughs> right. it is. That's perfect. Uh, like apparently the movie uh, they pronounce the main character's name differently. Uh, just it's never explained. <laughs> like it's that kind of thing, you know. Just for oh, fun, yeah. yeah. Just for gigs, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen bits and pieces of it. I really should watch it at some point. Marina's been streaming it with uh, her with her patrons. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'd never seen it before either, and had the same reaction Alex did. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why am I just now watching this? <laughs> And it's like, because people should know, like, 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 I'll enjoy a young adult story as a grown person, like, totally. Uh, And this is, it's definitely a young adult story, and it's great. 
like it's for everybody and like as you're watching it you're like sure sure i know this is for young adults it also gets into like like totalitarianism and genocide and and like love and how to be a great person and like it's it's like really meaningful on top of being a story about like child wizards basically it's nice when like a young adult uh fiction is like something that you feel good that young adults are watching yeah Mm -hmm. yeah We've been doing a uh, podcast about Twilight, and that's one where it's like, yeah. oh, man, I would never show a teenager this. This is not healthy. <laughs> so it's it's nice when they are actually like taking into account who their audience is and the responsibility they have. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out. You could e- And you could even go younger than teenager. Like somebody I know is showing it to their extremely young children and it's fine like yeah. there might be parts that are scary just because it's a lot of like darkness and, and loud sounds or something sure. but, but they could take it you know it's not a problem yeah you can show anything to a baby too they don't care oh like, yeah there's sure. that weird thing where like baby you do baby uh baby's fine like uh, for anything you can show anything to a baby then they get a little older and then you gotta and then you gotta cut them off and then <laughs> it goes right back around <laughs> like there's like it's like a pocket it's like a pocket of life yeah, you're not it's supposed like to the watch eye stuff. of the storm or something like it's totally fine yeah. in the middle there but once you go outward yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you show <laughs> horror movies to a baby they don't care yeah i saw alien when care? i was a baby yeah that's cool yeah what did you care did you care no i didn't care i just i remember asking yeah. uh i remember asking a question about the crab Sure. Which was the fi- which turned out to be the face hugger. The friendly crab. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "What's that crab?" It's like, "Oh, it grabs your it grabs your face and lays an egg in you." Okay. Mm. I just went back to whatever the hell I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're a baby. What do you care? What do you yeah, care? I mean, I was like three. I wasn't like an infant, but I was oh, okay. I was I was young enough that like I still didn't really register that it was scary. Right. Yeah. And those um, things are like at most two percent different than lobsters. Like you are not far off at all. They're true. very, they're very crab-like. It's very crustacean-like. Yeah. Mm. They're probably delicious. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> if you can find a safe way to cook them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to do something for that acid blood. But yeah. the meat is probably good. <laughs> that's, that's a real problem. <laughs> yeah. It uh, it's not microwavable. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Should we get into our producers? I think we should probably start the show, yeah. Yeah. Alex, you, you haven't been on in a, in, a, in a second. We have podcast producers, and we give them a shout-out every week to make them feel special, because yeah. they are special. They are. Uh, and we got a couple new producers, both of which are names that it's going to be very interesting saying every week. Um, so special thanks to Glitterous, yeah. uh, our new producer, <laughs> Glitterous. Glitterous. Thank you. Uh, very, very good job. Good job, Glitterous. We appreciate you. Also, thank you to thanks for having Jason Pargin on. Here's 25 bucks. That is the name of a person. <laughs> that is the person's what they wanted to be credited as. Yeah, because we had Jason on last week. So, Jason. Uh, Clearly, we need to have him on more. Sure. (laughs) Thanks for the 25 bucks, Jason. Uh, And thank you to thanks for having Jason Pargett on. Here's 25 bucks. Uh, It's complicated. Uh, Also, uh, Teal Arino. Thank you, Teal Arino. Uh, Good name. 
Don't know what it means. Good name. Also, thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? We're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of long ones. Yeah, yeah there's, there's not so a character just... limit on these. I get, I take it. <laughs> no, 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 there's no, not. No. You know, we just, we'll, have, we'll have to we'll have to read through them a little more quickly. But... Yeah, that's true. Uh, exploding runes. Thank you, exploding runes. Uh, thank you to La Donger Pi. Woo! Always a pleasure. Uh, also, Andrew quote Andrew How How. Thank you. Um, uh, let me jump in. This. All right, let me jump you in. Do, this. You do. You all do. right. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you, Asking. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Clearly a vampire. The vampire. Yeah. Uh, Rev vampire MD. Vincent. Thank you, Rev MD. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you, Dracula. Uh, HP Love Shaft. Always good. <laughs> and John Munez. John Munez. <laughs> and Alex, you want to jump in and grab these last couple? Oh, sure. Uh, thank you to Captain Toenail. Thank you to Wavy <laughs> thank Rancheros. You, thank you to Dr. Kitty Maybe. MD. Thank you to Mr. DNA. And thank you to Lauren Gucci. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Thank I don't you know if that was greedy. I just took the rest. I was like, let's, let's do no, this. No, 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 no. no that's, that's great. You did hungry, exactly hungry, what we wanted you to do. Okay, good. I always feel we offer our guest a, a, in on it, but like, I don't, I, they always say yes, but I'm waiting for one to just be like, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> he goes, yeah, if I was a guest on this, it'd be like, hey, do you want to read for a second? It's like, not really. I hate reading. What if what if you threw to me and I was like, I'm sorry, one of the remaining producers is my enemy. So, um, yeah. no. Like, <laughs> no. like, I have a specific bandana. I can't do it. <laughs> In fact, I have a message for them. It's going to take a little while. Uh, I should have been Captain Toenail. Me. <laughs> so let's uh let's let's dive into the trailers you guys yeah let's do it starting with and this is like man it, it's kind of sort of a trailer well i would argue it's how trailers should be this uh, is the yeah. newest trailer for Candyman, mm-hmm. and it's uh basically explains the backstory of the character it is done like shadow puppets she has shadow paper puppets yeah What'd you guys think of this? Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It felt it felt like art. Uh, like yeah. like even specifically, uh, there's an artist named Kara Walker who does a lot of cutouts and and uh, uh, sort of um, uh, sad historical stories about the black experience. And I was like, oh, it feels like this. Uh, I, I haven't oh, I seen the Candyman movie. I wonder Man if she movie. did it. Oh, uh, it's not precisely her thing. It, it was just the vibe I got. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen any of the Candyman movies, and I don't know much about them, but I got kind of the gist of it from this. So so that's effective, probably. That, that's pretty cool. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, it, who did you say does the art? It's not, she She probably, the art, it's probably not actually this artist, but there's an artist named Kara Walker who does just fine art okay. where it's um, like slave stories and and, and uh, uh, very pointed about the, the inhumanity of that. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, if you, it was very funny. There was some reaction to this uh, trailer of people being like, "Oh, great! They're making Candyman about race." <laughs> it was like, "Did uh, you? Did you not?" Yeah. Want- <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie. That's explicitly what the story's about. Yeah, the and the original is about. I mean, it's about a lot of things. It's 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 you know, it's a it's a, a 
slave story it's about injustice and the humanity of it and it's about folk tales and it's also about the white fetishization of black culture right because <laughs> the main character is kind of doing that yes she is yeah she's she's going to this neighborhood to mm-hmm. for like a college thesis paper or something yeah 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 oh wow um, uh, yeah so yeah it sounds great <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, this version's uh, directed by Nia DaCosta, which is where it's it's her Twitter account that that uh, the video was shared on, um, yeah. and it's produced they by have, Jordan Peele. They also have the theme in there. The Candyman theme is one of the more underrated themes, in my opinion, because we don't think about it when we think about horror themes. But it's Philip Glass who did the original, mm-hmm. uh, oh. and it's a great soundtrack. It's real creepy. Yeah, it's real creepy. Is is Candyman uh, like quietly one of the best horror movies ever made? And I just haven't heard of it because like I, I haven't been exposed to uh, black media enough. It's a good question. I I grew up on this film. Like okay. this was, I grew up with my sister watching a lot of horror films, and this was one that she really liked. Yeah, and, and I don't so, I don't know if you would call it black media because it's written and directed. The original is written and directed by Clive Barker. Um, right. It just happens to that. Oh, just okay. happens. That's just what the story is. But Tony um, uh, Todd is definitely like a horror icon. Oh, from for this sure, movie. yeah, because of this movie. Um, yeah, and this this new one, I'm just I'm completely on board for this film. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it uh, it's hard because usually horror remakes, um, you know, make me very nervous, uh, and are usually inferior to the original. Uh, but what's interesting is like every now and then there's one that that while still never going to be quite the original, we'll do something new or something interesting or like cast it just right that you just can't help but to like it. And this yeah. looks like above and beyond that. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty goddamn excited for this. Are we going to get to watch it anytime soon? You suppose? I, I heard it was delayed until September, October, I believe. Yeah. Well, that checks out. October is a good, good month for this mm-hmm. um, yeah but yeah it's the, the original is definitely worth watching i it was one of those movies where like i rented it like a group of me and my friends rented it as like a goof to be like hey let's rent Candyman and watch it wouldn't that be funny and then it just wound up destroying the entire evening oh yeah the opening, <laughs> oh, just the opening because it was <laughs> too good and too scary kind of thing right because yeah. it was too fucking intense <laughs> the lore yeah the lore of Candyman is it's a it's got it's got a real um classic folklore uh uh idea behind it which is that yeah you see his name five times in front of a mirror turn off the lights and he appears behind you so i think we've said it enough that if any of us goes to the bathroom later and turns off the lights does that count no i think it has to be in a mirror you have to say it to the mirror yeah okay yeah so i think we're that's good so we can say it as many times as we want. yeah i think we're okay for now yeah he just he just pops up in your podcast feed like, well, you taped yeah. it, so. <laughs> he just comes on the Discord. <laughs> oh, shit, Candyman's here. Oh, Candyman. Uh, Am I on? I can't hear you guys. Am I on? I don't know what his voice is. It's not, a, it's not an impression. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to, else to say about this besides I'm really excited for it, and I... I don't know. Candyman is also one of those movies that, like, if you're into horror movies, you've probably seen it. Um, 
if you're like a horror movie junkie, it's but it it never feels like it gets talked about nearly enough. Uh, yeah, it's a great film. It's Sandra really, Berkeley's in there. Sure you know. is. <laughs> yeah, playing a dickhead. It's what he excels at. It's what he excels at. Uh, all right, let's talk. Let's talk about this next trailer. Uh, Palm Springs. Yeah. This yeah, is fun. the. Uh, this is this. Yeah, this is the Lonely Island movie that's coming to Hulu this uh, July. So Lonely Island did it. Yeah, they're pro- they're producers on it. Yeah, I don't think they were involved in the writing. Yeah, I didn't watch this trailer. I just knew the premise, and I think I had said to you, Tom, like with the premise, I was like, "Why do films keep doing this?" Because this premise, they did Groundhog Day, and everybody was like, "There it is. That's a great film. Never need to do that premise again." And then all these other films did it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this looks legit good. So yeah, it looks fun. I I am happy to be proven wrong on that idea that you can do the premise again. It's got like really high ratings. Uh, it seems to be just, so the idea is like someone's having a groundhog day. Cause it feels like a less, it's funny. It feels like a lower stakes groundhog day, which is that it's groundhog day, but you're in a nice place and you have company. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like some sort of pirate cave magic involved. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And JK Simmons is there. Yeah, he is. That that's I'm very excited for J.K. Simmons. <laughs> it sounds like you're just glad for the person that he is somehow mm-hmm. looping at time in no, your life. That's, that's kind of it. <laughs> J.K. No, yeah. Simmons, man. I do a, they should do like a a whole like they should do a series where they just follow him around and he like goes to stores and yells at people. Mm-hmm. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, no, I'm glad he's here. Yeah. Yeah. I did. One time I saw, we were watching a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode on Hulu, and he was the guest star in the episode, and then it was all farmer's insurance commercials with him in the breaks. And it really just felt like I was hanging out with him all night, you know? It's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I like oh, to think man. they programmed that on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, I, yeah, it seems like this movie is, I mean, I mean, also those Lonely Island guys are just so good at making movies it's it just always tends to be yes. a, a really really jokey movie like mcgruber or or um uh oh now why, why don't i have the name popstar there we go uh, Ro- uh hot rod yeah hot rod yeah so like this is uh different from that but it's still like their their skills I, i'm sure transfer to it and it'll probably be great yeah yeah i wonder what involvement they have because it feels like it's like a less of a zany comedy yeah, uh, it, feel, it feels like it's going to be more, I don't know, emotional or human. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the the premise, you can't really like the premise is so. Again, Groundhog Day sort of set the bar. So like it feels like there's a lot of very human films with this premise. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at they didn't write it was. Let's see. Yeah, they're they're producers. Yeah, they're just producers. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm curious about this. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix. Is this a Netflix? Hulu. No, it's a Hulu, mm-hmm. and it's July. And it was it designed yeah. to be in theaters originally. That's the thing. Like, I'm I'm really surprised there hasn't been more of a concerted push for like, hey, all of society. Now that you can't go to movie theaters in person, 
make it Friday movie night. Ta-da. And it's like $20 a movie. And like, I know there's a few things you can get that way, but I don't know. I'm more surprised there hasn't been a big push by like all the studios working together to do something like that. I think it probably has something to do with the deals they have worked out with theaters. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree where it's like Candyman, the one we just talked about, that would be a, a like, I would watch that right now. I don't need to see it in theaters. I'm happy to see it in theaters. Yeah. But like watching a horror movie in your own home is kind of the best way to watch a horror movie, in my opinion. Uh, like yeah. it, it adds to the effect. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird they they aren't making an event of it, of like really, yeah, like you said, pushing the idea of watching movies at home mm-hmm. and like offering deals or like, you know, yeah. like streaming packages or like, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's, they seem like they're doing it out of necessity as opposed to uh, encouraging it. I don't think they want to go back to the... Or I don't. I, I think they want to go back to the other system real bad, oh, so they're yeah. just not pushing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, because we'll all get used to uh, Friday movie night at home, whatever the, the better name they give it, and then then theater stuff. Right. That, I guess that makes sense actually. It's it's a I it's a defensive fear, action. Yeah, their big fear. I think what they're imagining is like someone you know buying a twenty dollar movie and then inviting ten friends over. And it's the home theater fear, I think. Right. I assume. I don't know. But they're going to have to face facts. Yeah, I mean, they they lose a ton of money on it is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, joke's on them. I don't have 10 friends. Ha ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call 10 Suckers. people. <laughs> um, all right. Well, next trailer for yeah. the The Nest. This is uh, Jude Law fighting. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I really like Carrie Coon, too. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, this looks like an interesting, not horror movie, but it's like kind of like a psychological thriller about a shitty marriage, it looks like. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, Uncomfortable Dinner Party Simulator. <laughs> Right, uh, it's, in the tradition of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, or like the movie uh, uh, Carnage. Yeah, <laughs> when you uh, when you said uncomfortable dinner party simulator, I imagined the box for Microsoft Flight Simulator '97, but it's just <laughs> it's just that instead. Yeah, bunch just of, Law bunch of really uptight people on the cover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just trying to avoid eye contact. Mm-hmm. And then the same font, but big... it's '97 still. But yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that genre. I don't think The Nest is exactly that. I have a feeling it's, you know, like both Carnage and Virginia Woolf take place in a single night. And they're, I, I like both of those movies for that. I love that challenge where it's like, let's have just people talking and suddenly it becomes a disaster. Uh, it's yeah. a, That's a great premise. This feels more like uh, a weird... It is like a throw. I, I feel like someone's going to kill somebody in it or something. Like well, it, it, I, did, did you see that dead horse being dumped into the ground on, from a bulldozer? Yes. <laughs> we've had a lot of... The last like three podcasts we've recorded, we've talked about the murder of horses. Uh, and this one is no different. <laughs> it's 100% like a two second... Like not even... A, it's a split second shot of a horse getting dumped into a grave by a bulldozer. Right. 
<laughs> right. And it's very disorienting. <laughs> it's also like you get the full arc of that horse. Because there's parts in the trailer where he's like, I bought you that horse, didn't I? And then they show horse getting dumped. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think things are going to work out for that horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horse didn't want any of this. Theory. I have a theory. What if that's a nightmare sequence? Uh, from the horse yeah <laughs> where like the horse gets buried and it cuts the horse's eyes waking up yeah. <laughs> what if it's all from the perspective of the horse oh uh, that'd be real exciting yeah finally a movie i can it's relate the... to you know who among us hasn't been a horse with owners who don't like each other right i'm going right yeah who among us hasn't had a horse nightmare yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna spend 20 dollars on it and show it to my 10 horse friends it's gonna be great yeah <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we'll stampede over and see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does look it does look interesting, and I will probably watch this movie. Yeah, it's like it's it's I don't know. It's got that fun thriller thing. Yeah, it's uh, they're in a fancy house. They're fighting a lot. I don't know. Yeah, seems neat. It looks like a little artsy. Like it, it's not like confusing artsy, but it's a little artsy. It's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, this next trailer mm. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know guys this, this next trailer is called Looks That Kill Yes It's about a boy Who's so beautiful It's unclear if it's that he he's kills... beautiful It's just that looking Seeing his face kills you Yeah uh, And like immediately And right? then he Yes. Yeah. And then he he meets a girl who and they fall in love. Yeah, I mean it's and it's presumably she looks at him and doesn't die at the end or maybe she dies. I don't know. It's I got very like 16-year-old me would have probably been really into this movie, but like <laughs> it's so like it's like that that twee version of morbid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not against this film, but it, I'm, I, I just don't know, man. Well, we, It looks a little too quirky. A yeah, little too quirky. We're, I'll, I'll tell you the exact moment the trailer lost me is when he's going to jump off the bridge and the girl shows up and she says, you should find, we should find you a higher bridge. I'm like, fuck you, movie. Yeah. <laughs> she's, so, she's so quirky. Yep. Yeah, actually, I, um, I had two like that because it was that, and then there was like marginally later the two the 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 couple is hanging out, and I think the girl says something along the lines of like, "Do you ever think about what the song would be that would play yes. in the movie montage of your life?" And then the trailer mm-hmm. just proceeds to immediately be a movie montage of them with a song playing, and I, I, that was upsetting mm-hmm. to me. I was frustrated. Right. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I think I blacked out at that per- point. I don't remember that. Oh, but that sounds very upsetting. She she says it as they're sitting in a bathtub full of jelly beans. It's like get Jesus the fucking Christ. fuck out of my face, movie. Oh, I definitely right. rejected that you know, memory. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are a hundred percent sitting in a bathtub, a clawfoot bathtub full of jelly beans. This is making me Jesus Ill. Christ, movie. <laughs> Here's what the way is, this movie this? can redeem itself. It's worse Garden State somehow. <laughs> yeah. This is the oh, way yeah. this movie can redeem itself is if it's a if it's a parody, right? Like this would be a perfect parody. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Of that genre. But it's not. I don't think it is. 
Or at least it's not presenting itself as that. Right. No, not but at all. My God. My God. Sometimes these work out. Like, I would argue Colossal looked like that kind of movie. <clears throat> Man, Colossal Colossal's excellent. It's a great movie. Colossal is a high concept. What is was advertised as like a high concept romantic comedy. <laughs> it's not uh, at and all, it is but it not is. that. Yeah. So maybe this film isn't that. Uh, maybe this is like the first 25 minutes of the film until things get really fucking weird. But this trailer is not not doing the film any favors if that's the case. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't think they're kidding. I, th- I think this is straight face. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff. But you're right. Like, if this was the trailer for the the like Dewey Cox walk hard for these kind of movies, that that would that would work. Right, that'd be fine. Right, but they're not they're not actually doing. Uh, yeah, the uh, trailers are rarely put out ironically. Uh, <laughs> as like a gag, <laughs> let's make let's make the look let's make the movie look terrible. And insufferable, you know, for fun. So yeah, it looks it looks earnest, and that's a that's a real problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am extremely not on board with mm-hmm. this trailer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if you're a teen, go watch Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix. Don't don't watch this. Yes. <laughs> don't watch this garbage. <laughs> yeah. uh, next trailer is for Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this the, is uh Yeah, this is the oh, Will Ferrell movie coming to uh Netflix next Friday actually. Um Yeah. Same director as Oh shit, I forgot already. <laughs> but it's another they one. They say of, it in the trailer. Yeah, it's another uh, one of his movies. Um It is definitely another one of his movies. Yeah. Also, I I prefer to think of it as a Pierce Brosnan movie, but you guys go ahead and call it whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 great. Like I enjoy I, I liked this trailer. Um, I like Rachel yeah. McAdams playing in a, a, a like having Rachel McAdams, Pierce Brosnan, and fucking Dan Stevens playing in a screwball comedy is really appealing to me. Yes, but the trailer shows you the entire movie. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't care as much because of that because I'm not I'm not wait. You know, I'm not. I don't need to be uh, surprised by the movie. Right? Yeah, we already know what the formula of this movie is. <laughs> I think these movies, personally, I think these movies excel when they're like this, where it's like, okay, everybody expect, expects Will Ferrell to be funny, but then like Rachel McAdams doesn't always get to be silly, and it looks like she gets to be very funny. Dan Stevens as well. Like it, Pierce Brosnan, who doesn't appear to be funny in it, but he's, yeah, but you know. The idea that he's Will Ferrell's gr- grizzled, disappointed yeah. father appeals to me. <laughs> Yeah, so like, yeah, and and plus this this movie doesn't appear to be hurting nobody, so no. Uh, I don't know. I would it, uh, I would watch it just to see Dan Stevens doing his fucking Kraftwerk impression <laughs> for the whole thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it all it feels like. It feels like a lot of Will Ferrell comedies, and I don't mean that in a good way or a bad way. Like it, like it's it's one of these comedies where we are entered into like the Flint Tropics basketball league or or that ice skating thing. You know, it's like okay, right. everybody's going to be funny in this competition setting, and and that's fine. Right. It's sort of yeah, you're summing it up because it's like Will Ferrell is very much this like it's this very like s- steady stream 
where it's yeah. it's like his movies are almost like episodes in a TV show. Yeah. Where they all kind of have the same look, same feel. They're not bad. They're not good. If you're into them, you know, uh, yeah. then you're into them. And they they always have some level of funniness. Every now and then he'll do a slightly more serious role. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't Adam Sandler it. He doesn't. And, and I mean that in both ways. He doesn't go too dumb comedies and he doesn't go too serious mm, yeah. with his roles. You haven't watched Holmes and Watson. That's true. I haven't, oh, I haven't watched yeah. Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Oof! It is, it is astonishingly bad. Yeah. I mean, I never will watch it. Yeah, it's, I, I'm curious. <laughs> You're not even curious. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Sometimes I'm curious, but with bad comedies, it's it's, it's brutal. It's yeah, it's brutal when it's a bad comedy. I mean, Steve Coogan is briefly funny wow. in it, but he's only, he's barely it. I mean, it has an amazing cast. Um, it's just not funny. I don't know what happened there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's that, usually, I hear it's based on yeah. some book, right? It's probably the author's fault. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm That's sure. True. It's maybe the source material just wasn't very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think with bad, very bad movies, I mean, we know this, Tom. Hmm. Uh, most of the time, it's not astonishing. Usually, it's just like, oh, yeah, what did I expect? Right, it's bad in a, in a very uninteresting way. Yeah, and so, uh, I don't know. But I don't think, uh, why would, you know. But every once in a while, you get a Master of Disguise or an Artemis Fowl. Yes. <laughs> That's just like, yeah, this absolute... is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know, most car accidents are like fender benders. And then every now and then, like a donut truck uh, goes flying 50 feet in the air mm-hmm. and goes through a billboard. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> How did that even happen? <laughs> Uh, Every now and then, a Miata gets knocked into the air and does a flat spin into the side of a children's hospital. <laughs> sure, I've seen Artemis no, Fowl. No. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's the flat, right? Mm-hmm. More or less, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, we have one more trailer. I know, I know, and it is for Deep. Blue C three. See, they messed up by not putting by not replacing the E in C yeah, with right. three, or calling it Deep Blue three. Deep Blue right. three, yeah, both better. Yeah, I Alex, were you aware of Deep Blue C two? I was about to say I had no idea. Um, so this was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really felt lost here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Tom didn't we watch that movie? We, we did. I think we did it. We just watched on it. Wow. Uh, which means we'll probably have to do one about this. This, this one, doesn't... this one looks much better than Deep Blue Sea Two. It looks better, you say? To me, yes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look better or worse. It just looks. It's got that real sci-fi original feeling. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Def definitely looks like a crocopus, or whatever. Shark, yeah. shark to puss, three-headed shark. It. Uh, I'm going to watch it. Like I don't. It. I, I don't give a shit. Like I'm. I'm gonna know, watch this. And movie. I know I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you know what? what actually, other options are. You there? know what this trailer reminded me of, and ma- mainly because I have actually not seen even the first Deep Blue Sea. I just know bits about it. 
But uh, this reminded me of uh, another Netflix show I've seen recently called Outer Banks, uh, which is a show that is theoretically set in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, but they didn't shoot it there because of the terrible North Carolina bathroom bill and they pulled out. Uh, so it's shot in uh, Charleston and it looks nothing like North Carolina. Uh, but either way, like <laughs> it's a show that is a lot of like uh, very, very good looking people in uh, very like tropical golden hour kind of settings most of the time. And then a few effects shots when they absolutely need them. And, and I, I feel like it's going to be this like there's going to be sharks once in a while. And then the rest of the time, it's just going to yeah. be like pretty attractive people you haven't heard of, uh, like filmed at five or six o'clock, you know. They're definitely going to be like trying as hard as possible to avoid having to spend money on shark effects in a movie about sharks. Yeah. I just Googled Outer Banks and the poster is like a hot guy and a hot lady yep. in the background looking mopey while another hot guy just stares directly at you with his shirt open. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, is that, does that sum up the show? I mean, the, the best summary is... I am told it's like the OC, but now I haven't seen the OC, but it's it's kind of it's okay. like a, a teen drama with a lot of violence and kind of some mysteries and and uh, uh, adventures in it. Um, that yeah. sounds fine. Yeah, it's about a, a, a gang of, of uh, lower class teens who don't like the upper class people in the uh, the Outer Banks of North oh, Carolina. Oh shit! Uh, and they're hunting for uh, four hundred million dollars in, in British banks? gold. <laughs> in the Outer Wait, Banks. <laughs> I've, Wait, I've been to the for... Outer Banks. There's like dinosaur putt putt. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this show? Wait, did you say gold? They're hunting for gold? Yeah, they say that a, uh, the plot is that a British ship called the Royal Merchant wrecked there and there was $400 million worth of gold on it. And the main character's father has been searching for it forever, and then the father disappears, and and uh, and then his son has to like do maritime adventures and also fall in love with a lady while he hunts for this sure. with his uh, with his so, interesting friends. Okay, so classic teen stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just yes, traditional right. teen stuff that teens do. Yeah, right. in real life, the Outer Banks just has some beach houses and gets hit by hurricanes a lot. Like it's not like that at sure. all. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I think it ha- I, th- I think it has a brew through now. <laughs> right yeah tom you know you yeah, know the, the mid-atlantic yeah, coast I've, there I've it's the, not like that yeah, at all uh <laughs> the outer banks a few times <laughs> but the the whole show is searching for treasure <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty wild it, it was not it's not a good show but it, it took our mind off stuff so that was something yeah yeah for sure that reminds me a little bit. There's, I've mentioned it before on the podcast. There was a Mel Gibson movie filmed in my hometown, which isn't much of a brag, but uh, the mountain that like uh, we hike uh, was in the movie, and it's the evil lair of the bad guy, and they make it like a sinister missile silo mountain, <laughs> uh, which was delightful, and like it's set in the town like by name, and they make it like this like evil like weapons manufacturing company running the town and it's that thing where it's like i'm sure when they pick the town they're like who the fuck's gonna care they don't care like right. who's gonna know that this town isn't like weird and sinister and has a doesn't have a missile silo doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah when you said this this what is this place called the outer, oh, the banks. outer banks you mean outer banks yeah. yeah i don't know where that is it could have pirate gold or whatever for all i know <laughs> yeah this, i mean this checks out 
it is it's possible in the sense that just the entire Atlantic seaboard was used by uh, people in history. But other than that, it doesn't right. make sense. <laughs> right. I, I, I think Blackbeard was killed in North Carolina, if I remember correctly. But... Yeah, yeah, that's really? true. I think yeah, he so. was. Yeah, there was a lot of pirating around there, so it's possible. Like right. Alex was saying, but <laughs> oh man, it's, it's possible in the there sense that uh, human could... history has happened. But other than that, it's not very likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um. So yeah, Deep Blue Sea Three. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch uh, this piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. That what, should, is there, that what should, else is there to say? That's, but, that like, should be the subtitle. You watch this. You watch this trailer, and either you you know you're going to watch it in your soul. Or you, you're not, you know, there's, there's no in between. Also, I you just, I, you know, there's gotta be like more deep blue sea movies after this, right? Like they're just going to go full land before time with this thing and, and keep cranking them out. Yeah. Why they the hell better. Not? Yeah. Cause it is like the premise of deep blue sea is that we made sharks super smart for no good reason. Right. We put, we did it in a ocean base for no good reason. Not like an aquarium setting no in the ocean and then the sharks got out that's gonna that just super smart sharks that have gotten out that can you could do that movies about that problem for like ever because that's never gonna not be a problem yeah like that's always yeah our, our eternal the, battle the in sharks. real life with super smart sharks yeah sure right Document it. I, I want a version of this where the sharks start like hacking the internet <laughs> and like like start learning how to use like computers and shit underwater. Like it starts with someone dropping their smartphone and it has like a really nice case and that's like the cold open. And then, and then like the sharks start establishing like a social media presence and like pushing politics in their favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, you know, they go a different way. They stop just biting things. <laughs> that's what I want. Um, are we ready for news stories? I think so. Yeah, but we got to name some producers first. We do uh, producers like Bootler Bootleson. Thank you, Bootleson. Uh, Grumble B. Thank you, Grumble B. Thank you to Tux. Always a pleasure. Welsowski. Thank you to Welsowski. Uh, thank you to Shepherd Mulch Diggums. Your name has taken on a new meaning. Yeah. For me, after watching Artemis Fowl. Uh, Norm from Cheers. Uh, many thanks. Norm. Uh, Tom. Yeah, I'll jump Sorry. in. Thank you to Davey Francis. Oh, Norm from Cheers. <laughs> yes, George Wendt. Everybody says Norm, right, when he comes in? Anyway. That's, that's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to Chancy Pants. Thank you, Chancy. Uh, thanks to Space McNulty. Thank you to Captain Fat Strong. Thank you. Thank you, Hiram. Thank you. Special thanks to, oh, great, it's that guy. Uh, that guy. Alex, you want to grab the last couple? Special thanks to Lef, L-E-F. Special, Thank you, Lef. Special thanks to Bob Grenville, to Nolan Matten, to Joshua Graves, and to normal man Andrew McGuire. Yes. Okay, you're not fooling anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surely he's normal <laughs> with that kind of mm-hmm. a title. Ah. Uh, so you guys, you guys, hey, you guys hear about this uh, Kirsten Stewart playing Princess Diana? Yeah. <laughs> the movie in a movie called Spencer. Okay. Yeah, that's, Why, that's uh, kind of my reaction to it. It's like, 
Sure. <laughs> well, have you guys seen any of the movies where people play Princess Diana? I don't think so. No. No. Didn't th- was there? Didn't Naomi Watts do one? Yeah, maybe that's the only other one actually. Mm-hmm. Um, why does it feel weird? Like I don't. It's. I have not. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's not that I'm not interested in Princess Diana. It's that these movies. They don't, I don't know. Well, can I, because I, I don't know if you guys know that Oh Hello thing that Nick Kroll and John Mulaney do, but they mm-hmm. they made a podcast for During Corona Times, and the podcast is about their characters trying to make a podcast about Princess Diana. And they do, <laughs> so they have a, a great running kind of thread of joke in there where it's it just like feels weird to talk about Princess Diana. It's like like every time she comes up, it's like, why? Why are we even talking about this? It's like sad and and from the past and and there's nothing like to uncover about it it's it's just like somehow gross even though it's just a person who was famous who died right i think that's it yeah. feels like tragedy porn right because it's yeah. like we've already examined like i mean she was super scrutinized uh you know all through the 80s and 90s up until her death yeah um and i think we've it's like it feels like we've already gone over like every inch of her life I think it's also that right. she died. She like died trying to avoid attention. Yeah, like <laughs> driving away from paparazzi. So it's like, let's do movies about her. And it's like I well, feel like that's the opposite of what she wants. Right, would want. and it's like, like what her, uh, whichever one's the youngest, uh, Harry or William, the one who Harry, married yeah. uh, Meghan Markle. Um, and they like, like, like like disinherited themselves and like and like and like just ab, 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 ab um abandoned the royal family or whatever just yeah. because of how yeah, Harry like, wrote he wrote a pretty moving note about how like uh, uh among the many reasons he wanted the british press to stop harassing Meghan markle was because like press harassment is what killed his mother so please stop exactly and, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit. and they were yeah they're they're so fucking vicious to Ma- Meghan markle and it was like yeah, I, I yeah, I remember Diana was just every tabloid, you know. Right. All the time. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's so bad that it's like even her son like 20 odd years later is like, it "All was, right, guys, like f- fucking knock it off, please." I think it's also yeah. because and like like I'm not British. I don't know if you guys knew what? that about me, but I'm I'm not British. So I don't understand the culture around like the royal family. Mhm. But it feels like it's just like you're born into this family. You don't have to like, you don't have like, you're not like a government. You're not like making uh, like d- law decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not like an actor. You didn't ask for it. You're just born into it. And then like your life is like scrutinized. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't understand why this is a thing. This just seems mean. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They're rich. They're rich. So I guess that's. You know, I guess it's not it's not terrible for them, but you know what I mean. Like it's I don't understand the dynamic here. Um, yeah, it I don't sounds know. like a nightmare. Yeah, it it really, sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's not the worst life, obviously, but I just I don't understand it. Well, it's just it's uh, it's also just strange to have like here's the queen and here's her family and they all live in a palace and they have lots of money and it's like in 2020 you're like, where'd you get that money from? Yeah. 
Where'd you get that castle? Yeah. Never trust anybody in a castle. It's <laughs> that's a, that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah, because there's at least a 5% chance they're a Dracula. I was going right? to say, you, you're right. rolling the sure. dice on a Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> if someone invites you to their castle, don't go. Yeah. Yeah, make them meet you at a public place. Right. Exactly. But also not, you know, it's social distant, I guess. I, I don't know what you do right now, but you get it. Yeah. 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 yeah in general, don't go to. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, in the future, too. Mm-hmm. No castles. Refuse all castle invitations. Mm-hmm. Could be the queen. Yeah. Could be a Dracula. Could be Queen Dracula. We don't could know. Could be Queen Dracula. Yeah. Make sure the uh, part that says castle on the invitation doesn't end in Vania, because that's a horror castle. You don't want to be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep reading. This is all This is all good advice. It's all good advice, yeah. Uh, isn't there a TV show called Castle? Is that about a guy who's like a castle? Like a giant, like a big castle? Yeah, yeah, no, Nathan Fillion plays a Dracula. Oh, okay. Yeah. I no, he he plays a rook like in chess. Yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah, yeah. tower. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. He's 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 a big tower, and his belly is full of Draculas. Mm. That, that was the show. Bella, belly full of squirming Draculas. Yep, yep. just splashing Delicious. around in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there's some news coming out of David Fincher's uh, new film, Mank. Dave, did you check the byline on this article? Did you write this? I did. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. <laughs> well, Tom, c- did you care to explain? Because I only skimmed it. Well, no, 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 uh, no, Dave, explain Tom's article to Tom. I want, uh, I want no. that okay, to be okay. the dynamic. Tom, did you hear about this? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> so David Fincher uh, is shooting a movie. <laughs> uh, and, and apparently it took him a whole scene, to a whole week to shoot one scene. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of choice quotes from Amanda Seyfried in there. She's uh, She did an interview with Collider this week to promote um, You Should Have Left, which comes out today as, for, uh, as you're listening mm-hmm. to this. Um, and she is in David Fincher's newest film, Mank, which is about uh, Herman J. Mankiewicz, the screenwriter of Citizen Kane and his uh, feud with Orson Welles over the credit for the movie. Um, and they've already finished filming it. And she was talking a little bit about like the filming process, and you know, if if you 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 listeners out there may know that David Fincher has uh, a reputation for being a uh, just a, a real meticulous perfectionist to the point where he will shoot dozens and dozens and dozens of takes of the same scene. Um, and in this interview, she says like. She probably did. She she like says two hundred takes at one point for one scene that she did. Yeah, that checks out. And then there's a she talks about a big group scene where she doesn't even have any lines, but she's in there and she's she's un, under too much coverage, so she can't just chill out. She has to like sit there in character. And she said it took like five days to film that scene. Uh, that's very David Fincher. It's extremely <laughs> David Fincher. He's being a real Kubrick about it. Yeah, he's always yeah. been. I found a um. Uh, like an old I think Empire or something article uh, that was a guy doing a set visit on Alien 3 it was it was it, the article was published in like 92 or whatever and he was doing that shit then yeah like he made it, the, while the guy is is doing his set visit he like watches him make Sigourney Weaver crawl through a pipe like 25 times <laughs> I 
Well, I think we've talked about this before. I get it when it's a line. Like, I get why Kubrick did it a lot of time. Uh, which is that it's like the idea is to detach the actor from the words coming out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to and to just always have it like an option, I guess. Um, I don't get it when it's physical stuff where it's like, I want to get this to look exactly right. But then mm. again, I'm not a director. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think that I mean, I'm, I don't I don't know exactly, but I, I think that seems to be how he operates. Yeah. And that's fair. I, I, I read a story that I think I might have known at some point, um, but it comes out so well uh, rewatching the movie is that when they when they made American Psycho, uh, the director, she had um, Willem Dafoe do all of his takes at least three times. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Willem Dafoe is the detective. Yeah. And she had him do the uh, uh, three takes. One. One take, he definitely knew Patrick Bateman was a murderer. Oh. The second take, he was indifferent about it. And the third take, he thought he was innocent. And then if you watch he the film, they cut, yeah. they mix them up. Yeah. She mixes them up so that cool. uh, it kind of like adds to his paranoia. Right. He's like a bewildering character. Yeah. And that's the idea. Yeah. That's so smart. Mm. I love shit like that. Yeah. And, fucking. And like, that's why you do a bunch of takes. Not to like be a, a maniac toward your performers like good that's <laughs> yeah. a reason like the, if, yeah. if somebody yeah. told me that i'd be like oh okay yeah let's do it like a hundred times sure I, I i get it but like uh if, if they were just like i want you to blink uh, differently i'd be like okay this sucks right I'm mad <laughs> apparently I'm, uh, there's a story that robert downey jr was so frustrated with it um that he started just peeing in jars and leaving them on the set in Zodiac. Oh yeah, in, in Zodiac. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> keeping them all, keeping them there all day to film one scene. As yeah, like, what you... wait, wait, the the pee jars are they like little Easter eggs? So like somebody stumbles on it or something? Or I hope so. Yeah, okay. yeah. He just he just hides them. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, maybe not at the time, but knowing his future, if I was a crew member, I'd fucking I'd grab that shit, put it on eBay, right? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Sell Robert Downey Jr.'s piss on eBay. Yeah. I mean, why not? What does that make me a weirdo? <laughs> no, it makes no, you not at all. I, not. I was about to say it yeah. makes you a shrewd investor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> RDJP, mm-hmm. <laughs> fresh RDJP. There you go. That's the brand name right there. Uh huh. Oh, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does this? Uh, so I don't know anything s- about this Manka movie. Does this seem like it'll be a good movie? Uh, it depends on how interest. Well, I don't know. I think it will be uh, just because I was really into like Zodiac's one of my f- favorite Fincher films, and it's it's uh, Mank is another example of of him doing like a historical, like uh, like a biopic mm. or like you know a historical film. Um, yeah, Zodiac I think was it kind of. Yeah, yeah, Zodiac's excellent. I think it depends yeah. on how interested you are in in Citizen Kane, and old time Hollywood. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. But, like, I'm interested in anything if it's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Where it's, like, it's David Fincher, and he's uh, his movies have, like, a baseline quality in terms of what, you know, plots that I'm interested in. So, personally, I'm like, yeah, it's a David Fincher film. Yeah, uh, Gary Oldman's good. in the lead. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Gary Oldman, yeah. 
As long as it's not about some guy aging in reverse, then I'm yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, that's like his that's like his least good one. Yeah. <laughs> Super not into that one. Um so we got this Ted Bundy film with Elijah Wood. He's not playing Ted Bundy. No. Uh it's it's he they haven't filmed it yet, I don't think. He's it's a film that takes place entirely in an interrogation room. Sounds like Ted Bundy isn't the main character and they're not making it like weird and exploitative. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like I like Elijah Wood. I like Scott Derrickson. Is that who's making it? It's the, that's his that's whose name's in the URL. Yeah. So he's either cool. producing oh, yeah. it or directing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I'm down with that. Uh he's he's one of the uh executive producers. He's not the actual director. Okay. Um I'm tired of Ted Bundy movies. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I just think this one might be different. Because it's focused Cause, on what was, the guys, the guys uh, tracking, interrogating Ted Bundy. Because, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need any Ted Bundy media ever. I haven't watched it, and I don't need it. Forget it. Yeah, <laughs> what was the Zac Efron one? That uh, like extremely wicked, uh, shockingly something and vile that one evil I, and vile yeah i watched that one that one's not bad um because it's from the point of view of his wife or his 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 uh, either his girlfriend or his wife whoever he was with for a very long time right so he's a he's like a supporting character and you just kind of see it from her point of view as it begins to unfold and there's like a genuinely chilling moment in the end right when she just asks him point blank like i mean spoilers for the movie if you care uh, I, I I don't need any media about any serial killers, and I know that makes me different from other people. But I I really <laughs> have like no interest in no, them at I all. Get, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of true crime. It's when it's like I assume you haven't watched Manhunter. Of course not. Uh, Never. Yeah, um, I like it when it's on the other side. When it's about the people trying to right, like Zodiac. Oh yeah, yeah actually Zodiac I take it back with Zodiac. That's of the lambs. Yeah, so there mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, but but. That that one it was such an interesting like uh, puzzle, you know. A, a lot of these mm-hmm. I feel like it's just about a guy that we've completely solved and figured out, and then it's like just gross, right. It's know? like how right, like how much more do we need to go over Ted Bundy? Like he, we know, yeah. like it's almost like a, a, the know. the opposite of Princess Diana. Like a bunch of terrible stuff happened to her, and I don't want to hear about it. And then these guys did a bunch yeah. of terrible stuff to other people, and I don't want to hear about it. I think. The ones that I appreciate are the ones that remind you that these people are like kind of just uh, wieners. Like they're, they're losers. <laughs> yeah, they're real wieners. Um, <laughs> like I like how I liked how Manhunter treated Manson. Mindhunter. Like kind of Mindhunter. Did I say Manhunter? Yeah. Mindhunter treated Manson as like kind of just a little shit. Right. He was uh, like he was like real fucking frustrating when they talked to him. Yeah, because that's a lot of them are. They're just little fucking wieners. Yeah. So like uh I, I like the ones that uh, portray it as not like this is like like I love Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. but I think that gave us the wrong impression of how serial killers are. Where it's like Hannibal Lecter's like this animal and he's oh, like yeah. So smart and sinister. Well, and then they, tur- they and turned like, him into Batman as that series went on. It yeah, was, they did. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I never saw Dexter, but I imagine that's, you know, 
problematic yeah. maybe I, I again i haven't seen it so dexter's pretty yeah. good but it becomes a hard watch especially if you watch too much of it in a row because then you're like in his head all the mm-hmm. time and stuff it's it's i don't know it's all right yeah it, it got it, it got way too like when like a new serial killer kept popping up like each season i was like okay this is getting absurd <laughs> right yeah <laughs> So yeah, I think there's a way to go about it, but it's just that Hollywood tends to do it the same goddamn way too often. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. As I understand it, yeah, Ted they, Bundy was a real person who killed a bunch of people, and, and maybe we could just stop talking about him, you know? That would be fine. Exactly, yeah. Like, He's why? He's just like this kind of piece of shit. Yeah. Avatar The Last yeah. Airbender on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Let's yeah, just do that. Let's watch The sure. Last Airbender. Let's just do that. We don't <laughs> let's need get Elijah about Wood. Let's get Elijah Wood in The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Get him to do the Puppet Master dance. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the opposite of serial killers, mm-hmm. um, or not, I don't know. We're finally getting an Am- Animorphs movie. Yes. Um, from Scholastic Pictures. Which that was the biggest shocker for me. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I think <laughs> do they have a production company? I think they did Goosebumps. Oh. Have they been around? Did they do like all the Babysitters Club movies? Possibly. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean that's uh, like that's like quietly an excellent idea for a company, if it's what I think it is, where they just hold the rights to everything that was sold at scholastic book fairs when I was in grade school. Because like yeah, that's a because Goosebumps and Animorphs yeah. and stuff are some of the most popular books of of like all time for my generation. So sure, like that's yeah, very yeah. smart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like Mar- so it, Marvel making Marvel Studios. Yeah, really good idea. <laughs> like, yeah. Who do you guys want to direct this? I am not the person to ask. I've never read Animorphs. Okay, I have a pitch. Okay, pitch me. Cronenberg. <laughs> Cronenberg Animorphs movie. <laughs> Every transformation is like American Werewolf in London. Like they're screaming, like getting dolphin fins ripping out of their body. Yeah, they're just shri- that, that's a whole that's a whole subgenre of like porn is transformation porn. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Go search for that shit on like um, what the hell is the name of that website with all the artwork on it? Um, oh, like DeviantArt or something. Oh wow, DeviantArt. There yeah. you go. I haven't searched um, it. I yeah. just figured deviance in the name, so that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. But I'm just I'm like cool. picturing cool. David Cronenberg sitting there reading Animorphs book and just nodding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, just like these, it makes these guys perfect get sense me. to him. They get me. Yeah. Also, I don't I don't know if the if Scholastic, I I suppose they'd be the people. I don't know if they've updated the covers on these things, because in the in the story you linked, it had like one version of the cover of the very first book where it's just sort of one tiny picture in a square and it's like a collage or something. But like the classic covers, you have a, a child and then there's a picture of an animal and then there's like three interstitial pictures of the child morphing into the animal. And like that's the classic Animorphs right. cover. Uh, and they make it not very horrifying. But like like every book had, had on the cover like Jake turning into a lizard or, or uh, Rachel turning into a bear or something, you know. Uh, and yeah, and that, was, that was part. the thing. Like, they made it uh, kind of just fun, even though it should be really creepy. Animorphs, that was the beauty of Animorphs. You didn't have to read it. You just go cover to cover. 
and be like, oh, yeah, turning into an owl. That's cool. Okay, next one. Oh, yeah, this guy's becoming a, a, a gecko. That's neat. All right, next one. Oh, man, a bear. Yeah, I can I can picture a bear. That's great. Yeah, great. yeah, I fuck with this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks like Scholastic put out Goosebumps and is also doing a movie about Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these Clifford is one where yeah. it's like <laughs> I can't, I can't remember who said it and I uh, I fucking hope it's not somebody but like Louis CK or something but some comedian made a real funny observation about Clifford about the entire point of that book series just like look at how big this fucking dog is. <laughs> and that's like the whole right. that's like the whole point. Right. Yeah, it's a problem, right? Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, a real problem. Look at this big ass dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna treat us like squirrels and just gobble us up. Yeah, God, his shits must be intense. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. A Clifford movie. It's like I can just picture exactly how that'll look and go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not in a negative way necessarily, but like, yeah, big CGI dog. Get some, get someone like The Rock or something in there, and then they. And then it's like the, you know, the poster will be like all white with like blue lettering or I guess red lettering. Let's say Clifford. Right. Like, right. I don't know. That, get like a comedian. Get like, I don't know. It's 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 fine. It's not it's not it won't be for me. So you know. it's, it ain't hurting nobody. Yeah. It ain't hurting nobody. That's the thing. Like like a Clifford Clifford as IP for a movie is just as good or bad as basically every other movie for for children. Right. Like like if yeah. these scholastic guys. If if they do this right, I think they'll be like the other Marvel Studios, like the other giant blockbuster making uh, studio in the world. Like like they have, it's they're true, sitting yeah. on a just a an absolute pile of these uh, ideas that can just be turned into a huge movie that'll probably make money. It's a really yeah, good right. idea. It it really it's the perfect like parents dragging their kids to these too, because yeah. like. Like, I don't know if Animorphs is still around, but parents certainly will drag their fucking shitty kids to these because it's just like, yeah, we all love Animorphs. I I think uh, I had about 50 of those books and they were all lined up on a shelf in my room and I would enjoy just nice. looking at the covers and, and I can't really draw, but I would like draw stuff from them. And there were way more books than the ones I owned. And like, like, like the, with the Yerks and the Andalites and all the canon in it, like th- this could easily be as much of a franchise as anything else could be. So it's a good idea. Yeah. How do you think they wrote those? Is this just some guy with like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth going through like an encyclopedia of animals, <laughs> just pointing at one? Be well, like, all right, here we go. Uh, the the author's name is K.A. Applegate, and I believe that's a lady. I, I forget. It, it, the initials make it hard to tell. But uh, yeah, right. it's, it's a lady. Who I, believe, I, I think I, I think, think you're right. One. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, if you this... read interviews with R.L. Stein, like he said he would knock these things out in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> Um, right and if you're making a shitload of money it's like yeah good on them uh we have one last news story that alex you added in this um yeah i saw and i didn't just talk about it i saw before taping that like a few hours ago amc theaters announced that uh, i guess they have 600 theaters uh probably just in the u.s and they announced that july 15th they're gonna open three quarters of them and uh, that's yep. apparently to kind of uh, be there for when Disney's Mulan comes out and when uh, Tenet comes out, the Nolan one. Uh, and then I guess Cinemark and Regal have also announced similar things. And so so the, the big chains are all like, let's do this mid-July. Like, here we go. Yep, they're making the push. Yeah. They probably, uh, 
they probably like uh, talked it out and they're like, fuck it, let's do it. I I tweeted out uh, earlier because apparently the CEO of AMC said they're not going to require uh, masks because he, quote, didn't want to be drawn into a political controversy. And it was mm. like, well, you well, you just did it. Like, <laughs> also, that's what that's what it is. The controversy is that you would consider it political, right? Like, like that's I, the controversy. I, I hate jackass. the fucking fact that uh, the, believing whether or not a pandemic is over or serious is a political issue. Right. Like that is the debate. Yeah. Like the debate is one side people are like, this is a medical issue. We just have to wear masks. The other side are saying like, you're just trying to push your political agenda on us so an amc being like we're not going to be political by doing this it's like well you just you just did the political thing you jackass (laughs) yeah you cowards um yeah and i'm sure it also has nothing to do with the fact like amc reported a loss of over two billion dollars in the first quarter they're desperate um all of their employees have been furloughed including all the corporate staff including the ceo right Again, it's all it's the same reason we were talking about why they're not pushing home theatrical stuff. It's because Netflix and Amazon and stuff, they're the others to the the system. Right. Like it's the studios and theaters that's had this system going on for so long, you know? Yeah. Um that like it, I think streaming you know, in the mid 2000s, they were like denying this idea. It was always a, you know, it was always a, a mark of shame to, for a movie to just go straight to DVD and stuff like that. And it's that's just their system, and it's changed so much, and they weren't ready for it. And then coronavirus came, and it, it was like, no, it's it's happening now. Like, it was, it was already happening, and then it just, bam, happened. And I think the idea, it's, you know what it reminds me of is, um, you know when you wake up in the morning and you have to, you have to pee? And you get up and you pee and then you try to go back to sleep, even though your alarm has like 10 minutes on it. That's what this is. It's like, no, just you, you have to get up. Like the change (laughs) is happening. I know you're trying to go back, but it happened. You're up. Like it's, that's what this is, is that I think they're like, all right, let's get back to normal. And it's like, you don't understand. You have to change your business model soon. Yeah, because uh, they can't like like basically every business that's rushing this. You can't force people to come and like I, I know they are losing all. I know they're losing their shirts by just being closed. But I feel like they'll lose their shirts by bringing employees in to have theaters with like two people in each room. You know, like that's not going to be more profitable. I, I I think they just have no, to go bankrupt yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, not that I think that's change good. is happening. I, I feel bad for them, but. You know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, well, it's maybe, I don't know. It's maybe we should have uh, some sort of infrastructure that can, you know. It feels like the same with like coal <laughs> and like versus renewable and stuff where it's like these places should have a, a plan to transition. Mm-hmm. But instead, they just deny that it's happening until suddenly it's happening. And then yeah. it's like, well, now you're going to there's going to be massive layoffs and stuff. Like, you could have slowly changed your model. The way Netflix was like, hey, check out our DVD mailing system. Oh, wait, never mind. Like, that's clearly not the future. We're going to slowly go over here and do this. Uh, Yeah. They just, AMC needed to, 
see which way the wind was blowing and then start going in that direction. Um, can you imagine if they did like a figured out a streaming service for new releases? Like I would be, you know, like if that was how new releases came out is through like AMC app. They actually, uh, they actually do that. Do they? Mm-hmm. For uh, everything? No, it's just, it's oh. very select and they've only just started doing it like a little right. bit ago. They could literally do a system where they did like virtual movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, could. if they like, if they like develop the technology so that people would go in, pay a pay a ticket price, and the movie would just play once, and you had to, you know, like they could have done something about this years ago, and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. And I and I suppose it's worth saying I feel bad for all the like regular theater employees because this is just bad for them. No matter kind of no matter how it goes, it just sucks. Sorry guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be kind of a disaster. Yeah. That said, I I guess I have to see Tenet. I'm not right? going. I'm like not going I, to the fucking theater in July. What's that? I said I'm not going to the fucking theater in July. Yeah, you have a good point. <laughs> nope. Well, also, I also Sorry. maybe I can speak maybe I can speak cavalierly about just moving out from theaters because I uh, g- did my grieving when the Bond movie didn't come out in April. And as as you guys know, Bond movies are kind of my entire moving watching experience. And so uh, uh, when that came right. in November, I was like, oh, okay, theaters are dead. Like I just <laughs> I just took it then, <laughs> uh, moved out. You really ab- absorbed that loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a. Uh, I feel bad saying this. I forgot there was a Bond movie coming out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm now re-excited for the Bond this, Oh, yeah. It was one of the first ones that got April, pushed. I was supposed to get a pretty good Chicago White Sox team and a Bond movie, and I got neither of those things, and I'm still mad about it. Right. It sucks. Right. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Yeah. Eh, we'll have a do-over year next year. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. there we go. We'll just, re- we'll, we'll just redo 2020. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. What like if AMC goes under, like they're not going to stop having movies, you know? Yeah. So like although AMC is the biggest solution. theater chain. Yeah, I think what would happen though is like like uh, when they just do what they're doing is just like, all right, I guess on st- we'll release this shit on streaming. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what would happen, I guess. I don't know. I guess it, I guess it depends um, how good their relationship is with uh, movie studios, like if movie studios yeah, would care if they true. go down or not. Yeah, I wonder if they can be like bailed out somehow. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it for our news stories. Which means we have some more uh, patron names. It sure does. Yeah, uh, patrons like Ozzy. Thank you, Ozzy. Thank you to Tom. Quasi dangerous levels of hype. K. Thank you to Tom. Thank you to AJ. Woo! Yeah. Uh, thank you to Sweet Meat. Good name. <laughs> also a good name, Tip Drizzle. Oh, man. Thank you, you you goddamn pervert. <laughs> uh, thank you to Frank Amish. Thank you, Frank. Uh, Tom, you want in on this? Yeah. You want to get, you wanna, yeah, you I wanna get in your, on this. Your hands? Let, me, let, me, let, me dip, let me dip my, my toes in this. Uh, yeah. uh, Mrs. Voidus. A special thanks Thank to you. the ghost of Dave Thomas. Mm. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you to David Knife Boot. 
Henson, MBA, CPA. Nice. Uh, thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire, Topher Bobby Sparts. He's going to have to bail us out of jail one day. Oh, yeah. Alex, you want to take the last three? Uh, yes. Uh, we've got Mackenzie, Righteous Hand of the Lizard People, Chill. Great. And then we've got Funky mm-hmm. Jay. Nice. And then, closing it out, Pie Guy. And Pie, and I think the mathematical sense. So that, that's cool. Indeed. Yep. Oh, man. Thanks to all those producers. Thank you. Yeah. So, Dave. Yes. We've come. What is it? It's, we're, we're, we're nearing the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, and there's, been, there's something that's been on my mind the whole time. What is this? Um, well, I'm wondering if you have a movie that deserves more hype. Ah. 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 I do. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> is, it, is it the Howard Dean movie? <laughs> <laughs> you remember when no. that could lose you a presidency? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. Um, the movie is that I, that, I, that I chose is out the day this releases, which is June 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably well known as an indie film. Um, I feel like we should have like mentioned it earlier. It's called Baby Teeth. It is uh, a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. It's a, it's a, it's I think um, directorial debut. That's what the trailer I, I, said. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it's about like a sixteen-year-old girl who has cancer, who. Uh, falls in love, quote unquote love. I don't know. It's a teenage infatuation with like a with like a twenty three year old like uh, just a dirt bag. <laughs> it's a real scumbag. <laughs> yeah, with like a rat tail, uh, and he just like moves into the house of her with her parents, and her parents are not into it. No. Um, but they're like. It's like a weird thing where they're like, she has cancer and it's bringing her happiness, but they're really not, do not approve. Uh, and the twist is that the dad is Penn Mendelssohn. <laughs> and that's really what drives it home for me. <laughs> There's a portion of the trailer where he chases the dirt bag across like uh, uh, the schoolyard lawn and kicks the shit out of him. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, sounds, it sounds really great. Like it, it, This sounds like it might be one of them movies that we're going to hear about at the Oscars. Um, wow. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the, the girl is, um, who is she? Uh, Eliza Scanlon, um, who was in Sharp Objects, which was really good. Oh, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. At least That's I'm, I'm almost positive that was her. I'll have to double check now that I've spoken yeah. so, so, uh, authoritatively about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't have, there's not any big twist about it. There's no aliens or anything in it. Um, just check out the trailer. And it just looks, it just looks like a really good movie uh, that people aren't talking about enough. Hence the section of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watching the trailer, I was like, oh, it looks like there's some kind of storytelling going on here. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it looks exactly. Good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> looks like there's some sort of like talent 
some sort of good story. Like yeah. I know, I know, I was singing the um, praises of Scholastic Studios before, but this this seems richer than the Clifford the Big Red Dog film. You know, like there's something more specific yeah. and and uh, thoughtful going on. Right. Yeah, and I think there's an element of satire in here, or at least according to AV Club's ha- headline. Baby Teeth puts a bitingly satirical spin Ooh. on the teen cancer girl romance. Because this is a genre. Like, the tragedy teenage uh, yeah. love Truth. Yeah, genre. this is... Um, Your Fault in our stars. Fault in our stars. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and I think, I, I think in those movies, they've often... Like, you know, I've been watching Twilight a lot. <laughs> and uh, that's like teen romance except one of them's a 109 year old vampire and they never address that uh but it's constantly there where it's like that's a 109 year old man yeah uh and so i think there's like this teen romance drama i think it's there's always like a tinge of like you know uh uh sex predator in some of these movies and stuff like that so i think that's part of the idea where it's like it's a teen romance but he's like a twenty-three-year-old, just piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I like interesting. That. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um, I also I like, so I yeah, like that I, now I for you and probably Adam as at Ganser it was as well like Twilight as a touchstone for uh, uh, thinking about this kind of stuff. Really exciting. Li- a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like fifteen years after the fact. <laughs> yeah. No. We. Yeah. We got our got our fingers right on the pulse yeah that's gonna be me with outer uh, banks down the line i'm gonna be like yeah this picture yeah. novel in many ways netflix's outer banks is a lot like it uh <laughs> <laughs> like i said yeah i love uh, i've been watching the sarah connor chronicles and i just want to talk about the sarah connor chronicles <laughs> but that that show was made in i think 2007 <laughs> so it's uh yeah i don't know it's fine great show you guys that's gonna be my more hype sarah connor sarah chronicles. connor chronicles sure have you heard about this terminator it uh <laughs> it's uh it's creative plot crazy stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah people should check out baby teeth I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch this movie yeah for sure i'm gonna watch it yeah i, I love yeah. i love anytime ben mendelson goes full mendo oh yeah <clears throat> mendoing it up yeah beating up some 23 year old scumbag god it's perfect perfect ben mendelson oh my gosh um yeah i think that's a sewed you guys i think we did it yeah yeah (laughs) um alex thank you so much for being on thank you guys for having me that was great absolutely Yeah. yeah um do you have something you'd like to plug where can we find you um yeah, I'm on Twitter at Alex Schmitty, uh, and then uh, 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 the Cracked Podcast has ended. Uh, but you can go to mm-hmm. it's called tinyletter.com slash Alex Schmitty Next Show is a just new email newsletter I made uh, for me to let you know about the next thing I'm doing if you're interested in that. And uh, and I hope you are. Uh, and there's a link there in, in Twitter oh, and wonderful. also my Instagram, which is at Alex Schmittstagram. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah, check that out. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. <laughs> what? That's, that's a perfect Instagram handle. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Wait, what's the Instagram handle? It's Alex Schmitztagram. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh, I've never celebrated for this. I'm very excited. It's great. That's, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dave, you should probably tell him about what we're doing. Uh, I I just want to tell him about Alex's Instagram, but uh, <laughs> and the Sarah Connor Chronicles and the Sarah. Okay, everybody, go to Amazon.com. <laughs> uh, Google the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, it's it's the third best Terminator thing. I'm I'd, just I'd throwing that, that out sure. there. Yeah. Uh, anywho, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Check it out for exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Motor is a Maniac. Woo! That's it. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. other tiers and stuff on there you can explore. But yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, stickers, um, onesies, really anything you can print a logo on. <laughs> sure. Anything they allow. Anything yeah. they allow. Yeah. They, 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 they do. They, they, the, those tyrannical bastards do put some limits on what they will allow us to, to, For now. to put our, I hope they're still allowing cheese. Oh yeah. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's the things that can go on. Like I think people oh, I should see. download the images and get tattoos of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Get Make like, that mistake. Get like iron-on decals and just like iron it on your skin. Sure. <laughs> That'd work, wouldn't it? It's, a, mm. it's the same process as getting a tattoo. I think legally we have to say it won't. <laughs> but, you know. But you can hear me, can you hear me winking? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, all right. I think that's enough. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.